Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hey, hello. <laughs> it's great to have you this morning. Where are you, where are you, uh, where are you uh, uh, coming in from? Well, uh, I'm coming in from Reading. That's where I live. And, you know, Jesse, I travel about half the year. And my travel, I'm on a forced sabbatical right now. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm blessed in that, you know, adjusting to it. And it's what an honor it is to be with you today. Oh, man. Well, we're so excited. We had this set up, Steve, months ago. Months ago, we were ready. We were prepared. We were excited. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then this happened. Then the world got turned upside down by something other than Jesus. <laughs> but uh, I think Jesus, Steve, he's a, he's a good reason that he can turn it back. Amen? Amen. And, you know, it's just we live in an hour where we can connect in ways that we maybe didn't think we could and God's using it. And boy, I was just so blessed by your worship today. So blessed by the things that you were sharing and releasing. And we're, I'm just believing that the rest of this service that is just going to increase and we'll never be the same again. Steve, Steve you're, I, I feel like you're like a, you're like a Tesla rocket about to be launched off and you're going to take us all with us into stratospheric places of beliefs and truth. What do you think about that? Well, you know, <laughs> Jesse, you and I, you served me as an intern oh, many years ago here in Reading and, you know, what a, what a blessing that was and, you know, just stratospheric and, you know, the the beliefs that we shared together then and to, to watch you continue to motivate me to go higher and higher i love it so good so good well i'm gonna i'm gonna let you jump in and then um you know we're gonna be doing this a little bit together uh one thing i love about you steve is you uh you bring other people along with you wherever you go and i think that's what i love about your books and about your teachings by the way he has i don't know how many books have you written at this point steve uh, I think 14. Yeah, quite a few. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm, one person said, uh, if you, if you want to, uh, that, that your books are one of the greatest books to give away because they're short, uh, just like 30 day devotional styles, but they're, um, they're, they're so impactful because they just, they literally, you can, you can read them and digest them and then you move on to the next one or, or live them out and you can then give them away and they're easy to give away. I love your book, Steve. I just encourage everybody, ignitinghope.com. We'll have his stuff on the, on the screen a little bit later. Um, uh, follow him on Instagram, Igniting Hope. And, um, well, I'll, I'll just let you go from here. We'll, uh, I'll jump back in with you a little bit later, Steve, when you, uh, when you bring me on. How's that sound? Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. And yeah, we say, Holy Spirit, thanks for this divine appointment today to be able to connect with Presence OC. And thank you for what you're already doing there. Thanks for people watching. Thanks for visitors. Thanks for those who've been a part of this ministry for a long time. Thanks for those who are, are finding this uh, broadcast years from now and, and are, are getting changed. And and Lord, we, we do. We just... Um, we, we believe that we're in an incredible season right now. We believe that uh, you're, you're causing us to arise and shine uh, like never before. 
Thank you, Lord, for the assignments you're given. Thank you for the grace uh, to even approach this season, you know, whether at home and some of us homeschooling kids and others uh, in the medical fields are just uh, are out there, you know, just uh, with just working many hours. Lord, thank you for each one of us where we're at right now for just the, um, yeah, just your great grace to meet us. And just for those of you who don't know me, um, just I'm my wife and I, we have a ministry called Igniting Hope Ministries. I'm also on staff at uh, Bethel Church here in Reading. Been here since 2008. I met Bill Johnson in 1991 when Wendy and I, my wife, we were went out to a pastor in the middle of the desert in Nevada, a place called Round Mountain, invited Bill to come out and speak, and basically been kind of part of the family ever since. And and I work in the part of Bethel uh, called the Bethel Leaders Network, and uh, Jesse is a, a part of that, and Jessica, and thank you so much for the strength you are in that. And I, I do, as I said, I've traveled about half the year, and but our ministry, Igniting Hope uh, Ministries, we have an assignment to ignite hope, and there's no hopeless uh, circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. I, I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality uh, that there is. And that our hope level determines our influence level. He who has the most hope has the most influence. And, you know, God showed Ezekiel a valley of very dry bones in Ezekiel 37. He says, hey, Ezekiel, I got a question for you. You know, can these bones live? Do you have hope for these bones? <laughs> and you know, if you know that story, those were very dry. Ezekiel gives this safe answer, Oh, Lord God, you know. <laughs> you know whether they can live. But the Lord just, he didn't even respond to that. He just said, prophesy to the bones, tell them that they're going to live. Tell them. Because God has to partner. He didn't say, Ezekiel, step aside, watch me prophesy. Um, he said, you prophesy. You have hope for the bones. The question is never how dry the bones are. The question is whether someone has renewed their mind enough to believe the bones can live. And so that that's our heart. And, you know, just to ignite hope. And, and you know, I was thinking about even this Resurrection Sunday. And thinking back, um, I did not know the Lord as a boy, as a teenager. And, Graduated high school, became a hippie, actually had hair back then. And, um, and I remember just really wanting to know, you know, just starting to get hungry for why was I alive? What was the purpose of my life? You know, there had to be a creator because it's illogical to, to believe that, you know, this just emerged out of nothing. That's impossible. So something's eternal. And I began to think about that. Well, the only logical thing that's eternal could be a God. And I began to just cry out to the Lord, you know, or to God, if you're real, show yourself to me. And I was going to Humboldt State University in Arcata, California at that time. And I, uh, you know, I, it says in the Bible to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. And the, the part that I had difficulty uh, loving him was with my mind. And, you know, the message I was getting to receive Jesus, to believe in Jesus, to be a follower of him 
was that I would be an intellectual weakling to do that. And I remember, you know, just uh, reading some books by a man named Josh McDowell. And he he wrote a book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. He was basically trying to disprove Christianity and, you know, uh, from a legal point of view. And, uh, and he, he, as he was trying to disprove it, he found that he became convinced that it was true. And he also wrote a book called More Than a Carpenter. And and one of the things that really helped me to love the Lord my God with all my mind was when I began to study the evidence for the resurrection. And I, as I studied that, and, and there, there, I realized there was no logical reason. Um, there, there's no other logical explanation for the start of Christianity than except Jesus rose from the dead. And he was the only religious leader who uh, rose from the dead. <laughs> because you look at, you know, one of the things that, that, that really spoke to me was his disciples. He had 12, 12 of them. Judas was replaced. So they had 12. 11 of the 12 were martyred and died for them saying and believing that Jesus rose from the dead. The other one who wasn't martyred, John, he was boiled in oil and exiled on, an, uh, on the Isle of Patmos for his belief in that. And so there, no, we don't die for a lie. You know, I can imagine, you know, the disciples saying, well, uh, hey, you know, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, you know, I can imagine them having a meeting and them <clears throat> saying, hey, well, why don't, we, <clears throat> why don't we just start a new religion? You know, let's start a new offshoot of, of Judaism and let's say, Let's all of us say Jesus rose from the dead. You know, we know he didn't, but let's just say it because, you know, maybe we can do something here and get a new job or whatever. Well, you you only take that, you know, for a lie, you're going to take it so far. If someone says, you know what, you keep saying that, we're going to kill you. Um, I think at that point that they would probably say, hey, uh, just kidding. And I was studying that, and that really was one of the things that just – you know, as I, I was beginning to really starting to feel God, I was I was beginning to have him, you know, reveal himself to me and I uh, felt like he was real. And then I was starting to love him with my, you know, my heart. And, and but then I began to love him with my mind. And I, I, I just I yielded my life to Jesus. I believe, put my faith. I said, I believe you, you are the son of God. You are God. You rose from the dead. I believe in that. I commit my life. I yield my heart to you. And, and, and I became born again. I became uh, a new creation. And, you know, as we even talk about, you know, the, just the resurrection and, uh, you know, we were, I loved and worshiped today, you know, the just, he's alive. Now I'm alive. I will never die. I just, just thinking about that and singing that with you and, Oh, wow. Thank you, Father. So I just, in the beginning here, um, I, I just wanted to just share that, that part of my testimony. And there may be somebody watching right now where you're, you're a seeker. Now, I remember as a seeker, I, I, told, I told the Lord, I said, you know, uh, I said, God, again, if you're real, show yourself to me. That's a powerful prayer. <laughs> That's a powerful prayer. If you're real, Show yourself to me. And that's going to just, uh, 
you know, for the seekers who are watching right now and who haven't yielded to Jesus and haven't become a follower of Jesus, I believe that's a beginning point. And there's others who are watching that your this is your day and you're you know you're you're ready and you know if whether it's in the chat boxes right now you know just saying i want to i want to be a follower of jesus or later on you're watching this and you're able to communicate with somebody that you know who's a follower of jesus this is your day to become what the bible says to become born again to become born again and to find out, to find the meaning for your life and to receive eternal life. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we, we just bless you with that. We pray into that. And, you know, Jesse, that was just the, I've got, a, I want to go in another direction there. Uh, after after this, but I really I got I just got excited thinking about my own salvation and how the resurrection has been just so powerful as I believed in that and the evidence is just uh, irrefutable. So good, Steve. How do I do that? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to do this. Oh, we're getting this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks for everybody for just kind of the little sound stuff. But it sounds like we're, it's loud and clear. I love it, Steve. I love it. What would, uh, what do you, do you have any words for just that, just today for Easter that you feel like the Lord is sharing um, for the church overall this Easter? Well, I do. And, you know, and, one of them is this, and it's Isaiah 60. And I mean, just those of us who've known the Lord for a long time, we, you know, Isaiah 60 and Isaiah 61 are chapters we camp in. And probably many of you have been camping in Isaiah 60, you know, in the last few weeks with the coronavirus and everything that's, that's going on. And, and, and I want to read it here uh, out of the English Standard Version. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. <laughs> kind of sounds, you know, like what we're experiencing. But, it says but, I love this, you know, but the Lord, but the Lord will arise upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. I love that. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. And, you know, I just love this, you know, just in this hour of, of, of resurrection, arise, shine, for your light has come. You know, our light has come. It's all, it, came, it, it came through Jesus and he rose from the dead. It's here. Arise, shine. And I remember years ago, 
I felt like the Lord said, Steve, I, I want I want you to rise up and become a father in this movement. I said, Lord, I don't feel ready to rise up and become a father in this movement. He said, rise up anyway. <laughs> rise up anyway. And, you know, just just rise up and take your place. Yeah. Uh, I think about, you know, Matthew 25, there's the parable of the talents, and you got one guy given five, one was given two, and one was given one. And, you know, I... I because of false humility, because of, of the fear of success, the, the fear of pride, um, all of that, I really subconsciously lived a life of burying my talent and just said, well, God, if you want something to happen, um, you know, you're going to have to make it happen. Here I am. You know where I live. And But the Lord says, no, I want, I want you to arise and shine. I, I want you I said, but Lord, what if I become prideful? He says, you know, Steve, I've got good ways to deal with pride. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> I think you could all agree with that. And, and so it is, it is it's just a time where, you know, this, this same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us and will raise us up. And, and there, is, there is a time, but it's, it's a faith thing to step into it. You know, I, was listening, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, the day before, talking about the difference between courage and confidence. And courage, courage is what precedes confidence because confidence comes when after you've you've you've, you've dared to arise and shine, and, and you do it scared. You do it. You do it scared, and uh, you know, how's this going to work? You know, what's going to happen? Do do I? Can I really do this? And and I, I believe it's a time where we're learning or we're finding clarity on what our assignments are and and what our lane is right now. You know, whether it's ministries, whether it's individuals, whether it's families, um, we're, we're finding greater clarity on what we're called to do and what we're not called to do. I was just, uh, even as I was praying over um, the meeting and I saw some names, you know, that I'm connected, whether it's on the chat in the YouTube or um, other, other places. And I just, I just had some, some words that as I was praying for people, I was hearing and prophetically like uh, Penny Atkinson, I heard that you're a key influencer in the educational system. Doors are opening there. I heard Ephesians 3, 14 to 20, that the, those verses, Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 20, are verses that are, are going to speak into your, your season. I heard over a, a man named Todd, using the letters of your name, that you're a thanker, obliterating demonic darkness. You're a thanker. You're thanksgiving. You're getting a revelation on thanksgiving, and Ephesians 6 is going to speak powerfully uh, to you. I heard over Jennifer Park, um, you're, you're a supernatural, creative influencer. And, and this is something, it sounds a little wild, but I'll throw it out there. You're, you're getting ideas concerning cooking, foods, and nutrition, that there's ideas surrounding that area that's, that the Lord is going to supernaturally use uh, in your life. And I hear Galatians uh, chapter three, verses one to five for you, uh, and Second Peter uh, chapter four, verses ten 
and 11. And then Mike Morris, I heard you're a book of acts, man. You're entering a season of greater power, a greater demonstration. I see you, um, I see you uh, highlighting every area of supernatural phenomenon in the book of Acts and that there's going to be revelation that's going to come out of those all of those encounters and that you're going to you're going to see something that and you're going to release something uh, on on the body of Christ and, and just other things I was hearing um, the book of 1 Samuel is a key book in this hour I heard these words somebody needs to hear this you are going to be okay you're going to be okay you're going to be okay. You know, you're going to be more than okay. <laughs> but uh, you're going to be okay. And, and I heard this one idea is going to change everything. One idea. So those are a few things that just, um, Jesse, that uh, kind of like hearing overall like the Isaiah 60 and then just some specific words for some people that are connected to this meeting. I love it, Steve. I love how it reminds me of being with you traveling, just the way you just create so much hope. I love it. I know, actually, I know some of those people, so <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, what else, what else we got for this morning, Steve? Well, I got more. I got more. Um, I love, by the way, what you're sharing about Thomas and, you know, Thomas and some, Thomas sometimes gets a bad rap, you know, <laughs> He get doubting Thomas. He gets an identity out of a brief moment of his life. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, you're, how you spoke about it. You know, Thomas is one of my heroes. And so, yeah, we, we don't get identities out of, you know, our time. I think about even Abraham, you know, it says, you know, about in Romans 4, it talks about Abraham, you know, it says he never wavered in his faith. Well, you know, I look at him, that, that's God's analysis. My analysis is he wavered a lot. And he, he, he was a big waverer. And I mean, yeah. he, he you know, creates Ishmael by having relations with his wife's handmaiden. He, uh, he lies about his wife twice saying that, um, you know, she's uh, his sister, uh, later on, when God says the promise is still true um, in, in Genesis 17, it's still going to happen. He's 100, I think, then. It's still going to have falls on his face and laughs. Now, he didn't laugh. He wasn't laughing, you know, in, in a good sense. He was laughing. If this is ridiculous. <laughs> and God says he never wavered. Well, and I, oh, I just, you know, some of us feel even right now, some of us who are watching feel like failures. <laughs> we feel, ah, you know, it, and you know we we feel like wow you know our, we're wavering in our faith we're 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 you know just we're struggling trying to adapt we're struggling you know maybe relationally you know everybody's in the house and and all that we feel like a failure yeah you know I'll tell you this we're going higher anytime we go higher in it's like a sports team when they when they go up to a higher division of better competition, it exposes their weaknesses, it exposes um, their, you know, just things they hadn't even noticed before. And then they think they're failing. And so the tendency is, is okay, I wanna reduce my life down to whether I never feel like I'm failing in my emotions or never feel like I'm failing in my circumstances. And 
No, we're, 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 we're going higher. We're being trained how to live higher. And at first, it's, you know, we, we'll take a few losses. We'll take a few emotional losses at times. We'll take a few maybe relational losses. But if we, if we, keep, if we keep up there, we are, we are going to win. So I bless you with that. And, but I want to get into um, just some, uh, a message that I have today that's, uh, I, I do a podcast every week and do a blog and uh, at ignitinghope.com. And, and but a podcast I did recently is uh, five, five Promises Creating Biblical Optimism. Five promises creating biblical optimism. Now, when we get into this, and my story is so much, you know, I, I gave my heart to Jesus at age 19. <clears throat> then um, at age 35, you know, uh, he sent me to the desert. And pretty much before that, I'd lived in Romans 12, 1, giving my, my body as a living sacrifice to the Lord, as it says in that verse. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Uh, learning how to do things God's way, surrendering my will, my dreams, not my will be done, but your will be done. So important. Then go to the desert. God basically says, Steve, I love your heart for Romans 12, 1, but if you're going to see transformation, I need to move you into Romans 12, 2, where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, <clears throat> that you may prove what is that good and excellent and perfect will of God. And he basically said, transformation doesn't come from surrendering, surrendering your heart. It comes from surrendering your beliefs. You're going to have to believe something higher than what you're experiencing if you're going to experience something higher. Well, I said, Lord, <clears throat> uh, how about this? I'll start believing better when things start getting better in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. <laughs> and I said, I'll start believing better when things started getting better in my life. Is that okay with you? And he said, no. <laughs> he says, that's not how this thing works. <laughs> that's not how this thing works. I said, well, Lord, I'll believe what I see. Is that okay? He said, no. <laughs> he said, You'll, you, you don't believe when you see you believe if you're going to see something different, you see, you're going to believe before you see, believe and you will see. And so this journey of, OK, what do I believe? Because John 8, 32 says the truth will make you free. So every area of my life where I believe truth and I get free and first I get free emotionally and then I get free circumstantially. Every area of my life where I believe lies I, 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 first of all, restricted in my emotions, and then I, I'm restricted in my experience as well. And so what do we believe? Well, it's the promises of God. My future is as bright as the promises of God. I said, uh, when 2020 started, I said, this is going to be the best year of my life. And I believe, you know, any, any other belief, uh, you know, just is not the highest belief. Now, we, we can say, wow, it doesn't seem to be. But listen, this, this year's not over yet. This, this year, and, and many of you have already, you know, you're, you're finding breakthrough. Uh, others of you, you're, you're, you're believing for breakthrough, and I, you're, you're going to get it. And it, it is, 
the promises of God are, are, are the basis of believing higher than what I'm experiencing. It says in 2 Peter 1.4, it says that we've been given exceedingly great and precious promises. We've already been given these, that, that by these we might participate in the divine nature. Now, that sounds like personal transformation. We might participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. And so I want to give you five promises, five uh, supernatural, oh, they're all supernatural because God is, he is supernatural. Supernatural isn't something we do, it's something we are. So the first promise is this, is the promise of supernatural ability. I have supernatural ability. Now, Paul, the apostle Paul, he must have gone to a name it and claim it, blab it and grab it church because of what he said in Philippians 4.13. He said this, I can do all things. <clears throat> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wow. I mean, if God wanted us to think with limitations, he did a bad job in telling us so. <laughs> he said, I can do all things. And I love the context of it in verse 11 and 12. Uh, Paul said, whether I'm abounding or abased, or, or whether I'm living in abundance or I'm living in little. I've learned to be content. He says, I've learned to be inwardly successful. Basically what content means, I've learned to be content. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Basically what Paul was saying is that uh, no, no matter what happens, I will thrive in life. I will thrive no matter what happens. It's one of my favorite declarations. I will thrive no matter what happens. That's what Paul said, I'll thrive. I'll thrive as a millionaire, I'll thrive in jail. I'll, I'll, I'll thrive in, in, a, in a great season of, 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 of freedom. I'll thrive when it's not that way. I'll thrive in a good economy. I'll thrive in a bad economy. And it's, I can do all things. It's the promise of supernatural ability. And here's the thing. All of these promises, you know, when we start renewing our minds, and one of the reasons I love to make declarations is I speak the promises of God out loud because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And it takes a while. He said, I've learned to be content. Um, it, said, it didn't happen overnight. Paul wasn't just, just zapped as a, you know, a super saint where he never had any emotional challenges. He never, he learned. It was a process. Romans 4, uh, it talking again about Abraham, it says he was strengthened in faith. He, he, there's a process of him growing into, and he says he was strength, and he became fully convinced. And that's where we're going. And so this first promise of supernatural ability is, is a beginning point. You know, and, and again, we may not feel it. It's kind of like a rising and shining. I don't feel ready. It's a rise anyway, Steve. So Jesse and Presence Osea release that. Uh, first promise over you. Ah, Steve, I love that promise. Uh, you know, I was, as you were sharing that, uh, I had different questions running through my mind and, and, um, you know, I, I, am a, I'm a bit of a, a, a beliefs, you know, I, I'm drawn to beliefs, probably most of them all the time I spent with you. 
um, being renewed and all that. And one of the things that I, I feel like I bump into, I know a lot of us b- bump into is, um, and I, I don't think I've ever seen you, heard you say it, um, that, um, that I've learned. And I love how you added that aspect that I've learned to that. Uh, I think sometimes we, the, the name it claim it, the, uh, the word of faith movement gets a bad rap because, um, it, it, it's like, well, I can declare it, but I'm not there yet. And that, uh, that separation, um, the, the, the separation between what I'm experiencing and what I'm saying, that separation can create a disappointment, a disconnection. What would you say to do in, in, the, in, in that middle area when we haven't yet seen it, right? Like you said, um, but we're declaring it, we're believing it. What do you do in that hallway area um, and, you know, where I don't quite feel connected to the Father in this belief? Well, uh, if you feel that way at, at times, welcome to the club. Because <laughs> that is, you know, our strongholds, what we're, what we're seeking to do, you know, is if we're trying to demolish negative strongholds in our, in our thinking, you know, and our strongholds hate hope. I mean, our strongholds, they just hate hope because anytime they, they want to protect us from disappointment. And so their goal is to try to limit our lives down to where we'll never be disappointed and where we're uh, not believing, where we're getting our beliefs out of our past experience. And you know what I'd say to that? You know, we're, we're all because all of us are stretching ourselves to believe something, whether we're getting out of a crisis into just, you know, where we can just function in, in, you know, what would maybe considered a normal way, or we're trying to get into a dream to change the world. All of us have pressure that's coming from our stronghold that says, no, you can't do that. No, it's not going to happen for you. No, see, see, look at all the evidence. And, and one thing about a stronghold is that a, our, our strongholds are always looking for proof to confirm what we already believe is true. And so as we're trying to, you know, it says, let the weak say I'm strong. You know, for battling weakness, get prayer, go to the doctor, take medication, but don't call yourself weak. Because if I call myself by my experience and I go back to that, then that becomes a, a bigger um, problem than anything the devil's doing. Yeah. So just as I begin to understand that, and then I celebrate progress and not perfection. I, I don't stay constantly euphoric. I don't say, you know, always up here. Well, you know, I'm a hundred percent. I never ever have any emotional struggles. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to make my low places higher and not stay as long. Whew. I used to go this low and stay two weeks. Now I just go this low and stay two hours. Yes. I, I'm, I'm growing. I celebrate me. I'm learning. I'm getting strengthened in faith. So just understanding it's a process I think yeah. is helpful. I love what you said. I think it's, I think it's important because we, you know, in visual media and watching other people's lives on, on Instagram, all that stuff, we can, we can get drawn into the highs, right? Nobody highlights their lows. Um, we just highlight the highs. And I think, um, so we think that we're just trying to raise our highs up. And yeah. uh, I like what you said. I think, I think it's just, it's, I've never heard anybody say it that way. We're just trying to bring our lows up. And if, you know, imagine if we just brought our lows up, what our highs would start to do. And I think almost like it's almost, it would it almost like kind of slowly go up and up and up. And, you know, maybe a year from now, Steve, our, our lows were down at a negative 90 
and uh, and our highs were at a positive 10. And but we didn't realize that a year from now our ho- our lows are now at a negative 20, and our highs are at a ne- at a positive 80. And um, you know we maybe didn't even recognize that the whole thing got raised up, right? And so I love it. Bringing that lows up, I have a feeling it brings the highs up um, even without thinking about it. Not that we focus on the lows. I love it, yeah. but, but at the same time, I, you know, giving grace for those lows to be in process and to come up. That's fantastic. I love it. All right. That's so good. Let's go to promise number two is the promise of supernatural completion. The promise of supernatural completion. And this ties in with what we were just talking about there. Philippians 1.6, Paul said this, but I'm confident of this very thing, that he has begun a good work in me, will complete it. Well, it's in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so I just say, thank you, Lord, that you're completing what you started in me. You're completing, you're completing in me, my family, in my ministry, in, in the nation. You're completing what you started. We're, we're to have more confidence in God's ability to complete what he started in us than we're to have confidence in our own ability to get things right. And this is another verse of process. This is another verse, you know, where we're, we're, we're believing something and we continue to believe it while we're still in process of growing in it. And I love to use the example of a toddler learning to walk. And, you know, we don't withhold approval from the toddler uh, until the toddler walks perfectly. We don't say, well, I don't want you to feel good about yourself, so I'm not going to cheer you. I'm not until you walk perfectly. That's just stupid. And and, that's, you know, and yet I treat myself that way. And, and so I, I say, thank you, Lord, for the promise that you're completing. And especially on this Resurrection Sunday, where we're the power of God, where we're focusing on it and the resurrection power of God. Thank you that it continues to work in me. So that's number two. Oh, that was powerful. I, you know, I think that's what I, I, I know. I don't think that way very often. Um, I love it. I love it, Steve. Just kind of new ways of thinking. I love it. Let's go to number three. Are you ready, Jesse? Hold on. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure you're, you're seated or, you know, you're, you're prepared for this. <laughs> um, the, the third, this is a fun one, is the promise of supernatural restoration. You know, there's a lot of verses in the Bible. I know the devil, he doesn't like, but I know one he really hates is Romans 8, 28. And it says, it says this, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God or the called according to his purpose. Yeah, I, I don't think about the devil a lot. And I know there's times to, where we have to directly deal with the devil. I get that. But I, the devil's not our biggest problem. What we believe is a, is a bigger issue than anything the devil's doing. <clears throat> I don't think about the devil a lot, but I was thinking about him a while back. And I think I've come up with a good biography title for the devil. And it's this, it backfired again. It backfired again. You know, <laughs> the, the normal story of the devil is this, well, you know, we don't have to worry about her anymore. And then six months later, a bomb hits hell. Boom. What was that? Uh, well, Mr. Devil, you remember the one you said that we don't need to worry about anymore? 
those things that, that have happened in her life have now turned to such good. They've become a strength in her life. And, and now she's stronger than ever. And that bomb that just hit us was, was from her, from her life. And that story is just repeated over and over and over again. And, you know, the, the, I mean, the biggest backfire, obviously, was when he thought that he crucified Jesus and killed Jesus. I mean, the devil didn't kill Jesus. Jesus laid his life down. And, but he didn't get it. If he would have got it, he would have killed all the Romans. He would have killed all the Jews trying to kill Jesus. He would say, don't let Jesus die, because if I let him die, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not only going to have one problem. I'm going to have millions of problems. <laughs> but he didn't get it. So, you know, I'm sure he's throwing a party in hell and maybe they're singing the song, It Is Finished, and there's a there's a knock on hell's door. A lot of videos I want to see when I get to heaven. But one of them is this one. When the door opens, the party comes to a shrieking halt, and Jesus says, I want the keys back. I want the keys that Adam and Eve gave you, and now I'm going to give them to my church. I mean, that was the ultimate backfire. But... Romans 8, 28, you know, when we release our faith in that promise, I believe it works for every believer at some level. But when we actually release our faith and we say, you know, Romans 8, 20, all things in my life, everything in my past, the, the things that have happened to me and the negative choices that I've made, when we say, I believe those things are working powerfully for my good, something supernatural happens. Something supernatural happens. And it, you know, it, it, it puts, God restores. I mean, he's so good at turning negatives into positives <laughs> that people have created theologies that he sent the negative in, a first, in the first place. You know, I, I don't know, you know, the, this, this coronavirus thing, uh, it, there, there's pain right now, there's difficulty, but I'm believing, you know, that, that ultimately it, it, it's going to turn to good. It reminds me of a story and, uh, that I heard and that in 1919, the, the city of Enterprise, Alabama, created a monument to the bull weevil. Because a few years before that, the boll weevil had wiped out their cotton crop, and they discovered that they could uh, plant peanuts in place of cotton, and it was so much more profitable than the cotton, and they got so excited. Besides thanking God, they thought, who, who should I thank? And they said, well, let's thank the boll weevil. So they made a monument of the boll weevil. Because of that. Now, I, I don't want to discount any pain that people are going through. And, 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 and we pray in the name of Jesus for those suffering right now. But I, I, I believe that when we stand on promises like this, that, you know, the, the hope is this. One of my favorite definitions of hope is, is this. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. And so this is a great hope verse for our future, that, that this is even going to be turned to good. And it's way beyond that. You know, even our personal struggles in our lives, you know, areas that we're battling in, it's, it's you know, because most people's greatest ministry and anointing comes from something they've struggled with. 
Can I use the struggle with discouragement? And you know, I still do at times and I struggle with hopelessness. And, uh, you know, they, they, there's something uniquely wrong with you lie. I struggled with that. You know, the, the you are a failure lie was so strong in me. And you know, battled that. And like I say, still at times battle it. But now all of that negative mind battles has actually turned for good in my life because I've got compassion for people who struggle in those areas. Plus, whatever you overcome, you get an anointing or you are overcoming, you get an anointing to set people free in that area. James 1.12 says, he who has been, he was overcome has been given a crown of life. And that, that crown represents authority. So that's the third promise, the promise of supernatural restoration, according to Romans 8.28. I like it, Steve. I don't think it, it, it's quite as nice as that ring, but uh, maybe that we could, we could put in parentheses under that law, the law of it backfired. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fun to say. It's just, I think when we're all done here, this coronavirus, uh, we're going to, obviously we're going to be mourning in some ways for sure. But I, I love that story about the peanuts and the cotton, and, and um, I, I believe that the Lord is he's going to uh, restore. He's going to restore everything that was taken. So good. Yep. And number four, here we go, is the promise of supernatural provision. Again, Philippians has got three other biblical verses and such a great book. Um, and it says this, and my God shall, shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, all of your needs. And so I just say, thank you, Lord, that you're meeting all my emotional needs. You're meeting my family needs. You're meeting my needs of wisdom, my financial needs. You're meeting my needs of, uh, of, of ideas. You're meeting my need of protection. You're meeting my need of health. Uh, you know, we don't want to just limit that verse to just finances because I've got a lot of needs. And you know, the bigger our vision is, is the more needs we have. You know, if our vision is to change the world, we've got a lot of needs. And it says, and my God shall supply all of your needs. So I just, yeah, I just bless that. Thank you, Lord, for revelation. Thank you that you're meeting our needs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You're meeting the needs of those who are watching in Jesus' name. And let me jump to number five. You ready? I am ready now. All right. The last one is this, is, is the, the promise of supernatural solutions. The promise of supernatural solutions. One of the greatest hope verses in the whole Bible is 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 13, where it says, no temptation has come upon you. And some translations say no trial has come upon you. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. Whew. That's, a, that's a powerful one. God's faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. Say, well, Lord, sometimes it, it doesn't feel like it, but it, he says it. There's, so there's obviously there's a way for us to walk in it. Uh, but with the temptation, we'll provide the way of escape that you may be able to bear up under it. And basically what he's saying we're never going to face something that God hasn't given us the grace to handle. And that he says, no matter what the situation is, there's always a solution. 
there, there's a way of escape that we may be able to bear up under it. And, you know, people ask me, Steve, what are, what are your, you know, your favorite declarations? And, you know, I'll listen, but I'll almost always say there is always a solution. Now, what, what the hope is, you know, the hope, people who walk in hope, who have hope, will see solutions that they didn't see before. I love in John 4:35, Jesus said, do you not say four months and then the harvest? He says, don't you say it's not happening yet? We have to wait four months for something to happen. <laughs> and, and then he says, but I say to you, look up and see. The fields are white for harvest. Don't say it's not. There's something happening right now. There's, there's, there's hope. There's something for you to partner with right now that's happening if you'll look up and see. Now, Hope causes us to look up and see. I was just in South Africa where my team was ministering to a pastor's wife who was very discouraged, battling depression over a very specific issue of, of disappointment related to her daughter having a skin disease under her arm that was, that was like leprosy. And the doctors said there was no cure and it was, it was increasing. Well, my, my team member was going after, okay, because basically we believe lies create a lack of hope and truth create hope. Romans 15 and 13 is a support for that. And so going after, okay, what's the lies? What are we believing? And then, but more importantly, what's the truth? What, what do we need to believe to have hope? Because that's the power question. What do I need to believe to have hope? And, um, and so she started saying some things and at first it didn't feel real. But she began to start keep saying the truth phrases of God's promises, things like what we're talking about today. And she began to get hope and that depression, that discouragement began to start breaking off her life. And what happened was, is that when this happened, she got an idea, a supernatural idea of, of, of potato peels, of putting potato peels on the uh skin disease and here's the thing when she started put it on it started it started to decrease and we were there about six weeks ago and i got we got an email or a text about two weeks ago or three weeks ago and she said that her daughter is completely healed right now and it made me think you know of just solutions and you know if the brain doesn't believe there's a solution it won't look for a solution but the moment the brain actually believes there's a solution, it's kind of like a search engine and sees things that had never been seen before. I'm fascinated by the story in the Old Testament where the Israelites come to a water, but it's bitter. They thought they had the solution, but it was, it was uh, they thought they had good water, but it was bitter. And one guy, a hope guy, it says they put a tree into the water that became sweet. I, you know, I want to meet that guy, you know, because the tendency would be, oh, you know, to move into pessimism, victim mindset, grumbling against authority, you know, but this guy, he was a hope guy. He was looking for solutions. And the, the powerful thing, whether if you're a million dollars in debt today, there's a solution for you. Your family could have just blown apart. There's a solution. You could have been laid off from a job that you man, that you really loved and, and, and was, was starting to help bring momentum. And you know, there's a solution 
for you. You can be battling a, a personal weakness or addiction. There's a solution for that. And that's the promise of supernatural. We're not talking about just, just normal solutions, but supernatural solutions. So I bless you with that. Five, five uh, biblical promises that, that ignite optimism. I'm not in a positive thinking. I'm in the biblical optimism. It says in Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised. So the, the promise of supernatural ability, the, the promise of supernatural completion, the promise of supernatural restoration, the promise of supernatural provision, and the promise of supernatural solutions. We've been given exceedingly great and precious promises, and by these we can participate in the divine nature. And so I say thank you, Lord, for those who are watching. Thank you for uh, just ministering powerfully with revelation uh, on these promises. Help us get them in our mouths. And, and thank you, Lord, for just the, the journey of seeing them, of becoming fully convinced about them and getting strengthened in faith and then seeing them manifest in our lives like never before. Amen. Amen. Wow. Come on, Steve. That was awesome. I feel like uh, I got uh, I got somebody just put a really big uh, a big bat in my hand to go take down uh, giants. <laughs> Maybe it's a bazooka. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think I think it is a spiritual bazooka. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think what you said, Steve, was so great. You said it, these are truths that 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 enable us to be partakers of heaven. I think yeah. uh, these are the promises when we grab a hold of them, and I I I so appreciate you. Steve, I think you're, someone made a comment, I think it was Penny earlier, um, uh, just thanking you for, for the, the, the level of realness that you bring in here, and yet, um, and, and yet you do not, uh, you don't water down the promises to the levels, uh, you know, the, the lower levels that you've, you've, you've found yourself in at times, and I think that has just been a huge, that, that's, that's the testimony of your messages right there. Um, I think that's what people, that's what transforms people well after you leave uh, a church or you're just going to leave our YouTube channel today. But, um, you know, we are super thankful that uh, for you just to kind of open yourself up and just drop some, uh, some really our world changing truths there. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. And, you know, it's just, um, I think one of the biggest lies the enemy has is that, you know, the difference between those listening and those on, on the Christian stage, that there's a huge gap, you know, in between. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and then, cause the accuser of the brethren wants to use negative comparison. And, you know, one of his biggest lies is that we're the only one who feels the way we feel. Let's just yeah. laugh at that, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've we're never had that lie, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we all feel that. I mean, we all feel it in yeah. different ways and so yeah hey by the way we're um wendy and i are doing we we do yearly an abounding hope and joy conference and we were going to do it here in reading april 23rd to 25th but we're doing an online version of that um on the 24th and 25th and so you can find that info on that we've really reduced the price down as well for people to be able to participate you can find out about that on igniting hope uh Facebook or our website or Instagram.
Oh, Steve, I love it. I remember you. Do you still do your uh, the uh, the belief school? Um, where we're doing something. I did. A, are you talking about the believability school with Paul Manwaring? That's what it was with the hats and the. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you know, Paul, my good friend Paul, who was on staff here, he moved to the UK, so we have not done that. Um, you know, for a, a while. That's a, I think there's probably people could find that somehow in the deep archives, maybe of something. Uh, but we're, we're doing a lot of things coming up. Um, we're in a season of expansion and igniting hope. And we just finished a 40 day negativity fast positivity feast. And we're creating um, content on a, a renewing the mind course that we're going to have online in the fall five month uh, radical mind renewal. And our goal is really to certify belief trainers, you know, because one of my visions is, is that belief training will become more uh, popular in physical fitness training because really, you know, it's more important and nobody wants flabby beliefs. And so we're going after that and we're working, uh, we're developing daily belief workouts. And so, yeah, just, just even, you know, you guys can be just praying for us. We believe we're really on, assignment right now to to create um structures where people can just uh just accelerate the mind renewal process so they can see transformation in their lives and increased influence wow well i can't i can't um I can't recommend, uh, you know, one, your books, but also just, uh, that school. I think that's going to be, uh, you know, one of the things you don't, you don't create content, Steve, for, uh, for platform Christianity. You create content for, uh, for everyday Christians to really just change the world. And, uh, that's what, that's what always comes through. So I encourage everybody that's listening to go to ignitinghope.com and uh, and check out some of that stuff when it comes available. I know you, if you sign up for uh, for your for the email yeah. um, that he sends out, and I know you'll get the information. Um, I also just want to just kind of put something up there. Um, we 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 want to give an opportunity for everybody that's listening um, and everybody that will listen too. We'll uh, you know absolutely you can keep giving out throughout the week. But we I just want to take a quick love offering uh, for Steve and and for uh, Wendy. They they are they don't stop pouring out and overflowing. This is not a this is not something he does in the sides. This is this is what's inside of him. He he would do it even if he was locked in his house. <laughs> Amen. It's true, Steve. Steve, it was it was an easy yes for Steve to um, to join us uh, over uh, over Skype now, and and he, I know he's doing a lot of that right now. But if you want to give and sow into uh, um, a bounding hope and 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 really these uh, these beliefs that are that need to and have to be in place to start seeing. Um, I should encourage you guys to uh, to really go on and give uh, so into it. Uh, I know it sounds funny to say you you were you were you so you will go, um, but it's very real. It's like God's given you uh, He's given you seed, and He doesn't give you seed just so that you can feel really special for sowing a field, but you sow intentionally for where where you where you get excited about growing in your life. And uh, if you get excited about um, really conquering fear and conquering these limiting beliefs that, that I know we all at some point have, I encourage you to ask God right now, if this is, if this is something, if, if really you feel like this is a message that's touched you, ask the Father and just ask him right now, God, how much would you have me sow? If it's $5, if it's $500. Um, Steve doesn't do this for money. He does it because he, I've, just, I've been around him for too long. And I know that Steve is after changed lives and impacting the kingdom. And, uh, and so 
Um, he, he, he doesn't ask for the stuff when he goes around. Um, but I just want to encourage everybody that's listening uh, to, do, to give something and really just be obedient with whatever God tells you to. Um, you, don't have to you don't have to give a lot to be, to, for it to be a big impact in your life. And so if, if God's calling you for $2 or 200 or 2000 So if you want to do that, just give uh, really through our normal channels. Um, you can text pr- uh, PRESENCE to 77977 if you're not up on PushPay yet. If not, download the PushPay app. And just put in speaker instead of uh, the, uh, I think it's under tithe or uh, the normal thing it is, the default is tithe or offering. Just put in a uh, speaker and we'll make, and make sure everything gets to him. Um, it's probably not a good idea to give through check during this time. Um, but if, uh, uh, so if you need to know other ways to give, go ahead and reach out to, uh, to Penny at presenceoc.org and she can help you also connect with more ways. But that's the best way. Also go to our website, top right corner, it says give and we'll make sure everything gets over to him. We're really thankful to have you, Steve. Maybe next time we can have you and Wendy come out. We'll uh, we'll we'll uh, bring you down for some anniversary, you know, on the beach. Get you <laughs> get you a bungalow down there. We'll bribe you. Well, it, you know, <laughs> you are tempting me greatly. You live in such a great location, and so proud of you and Jessica. And just we're we're just so thankful for Presence OC being a part of our movement. And you guys are important in what God's doing. Thank you for just holding up the flag of God is good. You know, just the faith and risk, all the cultures that we value, you know, calling the prophetic, calling the gold out in people. And and I just see that your influence is growing. Um, I see that um, there's just a whole new supernatural edge that's on your ministry. And I just, I, I see just leadership schools and just raising up leaders with just a, with a great uh, health on them and how they do relationships, and, but also just a, a, just a forward-moving, barrier-breaking anointing on their lives going into different realms of society. So thank you so much. We're proud of you. We bless you. We love you in Jesus' name. Oh, well, thank you, Steve. All right, we'll let you go. Thanks for blessing us and releasing that powerful word. I know there's going to be great fruit that comes weeks and months down the road, maybe even, maybe even hours away from now. <laughs> All right, have a great day. Thanks again for having me. Bless you, Steve. Bye-bye. Bye. You guys, just love on him. Uh, it encourages me as just leading this amazing community and family. Um, and I, I think uh, it also allows us to keep really inviting great people to come in because nobody, nobody speaks for money that we invite usually. Um, but it also um, it, it lets them know that what they're doing is, uh, is, is actually changing and transforming a community. And I know this is really changing ours. So anyway, love you guys. Uh, we're going to sign off here. Um, we don't have any Zoom calls today, any, uh, right out, any Zoom parties. But um, we're excited to see what God's going to do this week through different stuff. We're going to be launching a Bible study uh, on Wednesday morning. Uh, Stay tuned for an email about that. I believe it's going to be 8 to 8.45 over Zoom. Uh, We're hoping to get anywhere from 10 to 30 people on there. So if you want to jump into a Bible study where it's interactive, we're going to open the Word up. Uh, That's going to be a powerful time. We're going to have a couple different leaders we're going to bring in. I'll I'll be on it for sure. And we'll grab some other powerful people. So anyway, love you guys. Um, honestly, do your best to call people, reach out to them, and, uh, and really let them, just, just a simple thing of how are you doing is a beautiful thing. So as always, if you need any help during this time, 
financial help or anything at all, um, email us at help at presenceoc.com or .org, help at presenceoc.org, and we will reach out to you, and we'll find out what you might need and all that stuff. So um, love you guys. Um, I really do mean that. I miss you. I get excited for the day. We're all going to crowd back into a room and worship our hearts out together, and we'll be able to see everybody. So bless you, and have a, have a great day. Have a great Easter. Bless your families. And um, I I just know that God is going to do something powerful through this word. And so I I encourage you guys, maybe even listen to it again, but uh, get this stuff in you. It's it's life-changing. It will transform your life. All right. Signing off on Happy Easter. He has risen. We have risen indeed. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.